Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. This is Conversations with Olivia Jade, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hi, everybody. It's Olivia Jade. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations. Today's episode is a little bit different considering I'm solo and I won't be interviewing anybody, but I kind of wanted to take this chance and this um, episode to have you guys interview me. So I took it to Instagram and I asked you guys some questions and I just want to give you a little life update as well. So we can just hop right into it. I don't have anybody else to introduce except me, so I hope you guys enjoy. And I'm going to dive right into it. First, by starting out, I want to say I dyed my hair red and I've been getting so many questions about like, how do you decide to dye it red? What inspo did you go to? And I actually think it's really funny because I brought my mom's photo from when she was on Full House to um, my hairstylist. And I was like, can you just make it look like that? And the reason for that was is because I've never touched my hair before. I've like highlighted it a little bit here and there, but never like a full on dye change new colors. So I was really nervous. And I was thinking to myself, um, you know, I kind of look like my mom. I see a lot of differences, but everybody seems to think we look alike. So I was like, everybody says I look like her. So if I'm gonna dye my hair, maybe I should just dye it a color she's had. So at least I know like, okay, I could maybe possibly pull it off because it was like my biggest fear I was gonna dye it and despise how I looked. But I actually really like it. It's different, it's fun. I feel like 
I kind of feel like it's like an alter ego of mine now, so I'm enjoying it. Um, but that's like my little life update on that, which is not super interesting. Um, and I also have seen a lot of questions on my Instagram that some are really, really great questions that I think I think about often and things I'd love to talk about, but I'm always kind of fearful to speak about just because I never want it to be misconstrued or taken the wrong way. Um, but I also know that I've said this from the very beginning of when I started this podcast is that it's like being vulnerable and open. And this is my podcast after all. So the listeners hopefully are people that have either been with me for a while or care to hear what I have to say. Um, but I want to start out a little bit more general because I got so many questions about like, my workout routine and how I lost all this weight and how many calories and how I don't compare my body on social media. And some of these questions, the way they're phrased, it makes me realize like how consumed all of us are in social media and comparing ourselves to other people. And I just want to remind everybody that's listening that, and take it from me, somebody who's on social media posting their best moments, getting the comments that are like, how do you look like that? And sure, I have my good days, but also you need to remember that these are all angles and our best moments and our cutest photos and my tannest moments and my favorite outfits and the most flattering bikinis. And um, although I do love to work out and eat right and take care of my body, more so for my mental at this point, um, I just, I think it's really important that everybody reminds themselves we're all kind of living in this fantasy world where we see everybody every second of every day looking their best. And it gives us all these like false ideas in our head that we're not good enough, which is just so not the case. So if anybody can preach it to you, I hope you can take it from me, somebody who posts my best moments. And then also when I think about that, I feel guilty because I'm like, well, sh- I don't want people to get the wrong idea that this is what I look like all the time or I'm always feeling this good. Um, I also think that social media can dehumanize like a lot of people sometimes and make you feel like the people you're following uh, aren't really real. And I remember when I was on, I had lost a bunch of weight like right before the summer of last year. And then throughout the summer, I think I gained like 10 or 15 pounds, which really isn't a big deal to like most people I'd hope. Um, But I remember getting a brand deal and it was like these bikini posts that I had to do. And I was freaking out because I was so insecure about it. I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't feel the best right now. I don't look like how I was posting on social media the last like three months anymore. And it's like, you get so in your head about everything. And I just want people to be reminded constantly that like everybody has, um, I don't know, just their sensitivities and stuff that you're so consumed with and concerned about that other people don't get to see. And I remember also I was going on Dancing with the Stars right after all of this. And I was like, people are going to think I'm like lying on my social media because again, it was posting my best moments when I felt like my hottest version really, really good. And I don't want this to get twisted. It's not to say if you gain weight that you're not hot. That's not at all what I'm saying. But it is like I'm going on national TV in one version of myself. And then on my Instagram, I look like a different version of myself. And that can be really, really tricky for A, for somebody who's doing it themselves because you feel guilt and you feel bad for portraying this image. But also to my followers, it's also not fair. So I just want to remind you that um, you're seeing everybody's best moments. And I really do mean that. 
But um, in terms of the workout questions and how many calories I eat and stuff like that, it's really not for me about counting my calories or pushing myself in the gym to where I feel like I'm going to throw up and die. If you want to know my real secret, this is what I've seen do wonders for my body. This is how I got in probably like the best shape of my life um, about a year ago. And this is what I've been doing for the last month again. And I really see a difference. And I've talked about it on my YouTube a little bit before, but it's this exercise called 12-3-30, which was created by Lauren Giraldo. And she's awesome. But basically you just put your treadmill at an incline of 12. You walk at a speed of three for 30 minutes. I sometimes will do like a 10 minute ab workout. I'll do like a 10 minute butt workout after it, but that's pretty much all I do. I also love Sammy Clark's workouts on her app called Form. Um, you just sign up, but they're all like 30 minute workouts. And you normally just need like a band or five pound weights and you can just do it in your house. And those are really great and easy. Um, just little things because I feel like the most important thing with working out and um, like staying consistent with it is finding stuff you actually like doing. If you're just working out and thinking of it as like, oh, I just want to be in this like certain body type or this like whatever, you're never going to stick with it because it's going to become torturous. You're going to create negative feelings towards it. You're going to correlate it with bad habits and kind of unhealthy habits. So I think finding stuff that you like. I also really like Pilates, which I don't do enough, but I do enjoy it. So I think stuff like that. Okay. Enough about that now that I got that whole spiel out of the way. Um, I think this is another great question, and I also want to answer it because I have no idea what the answer is, but I think we can all relate a little bit. And it's best advice for young adults who are struggling to figure out what to do career-wise. Oh, sis, you're telling me. Um, I don't know. I don't know, like, the proper answer to it. I think something that when I talk to people, because I feel, I feel you, <laughs> it's really scary, especially, like, for me, at least, like, just I can only speak for myself. I think I started social media and YouTube at such a young age before it was really a job. And then obviously going through everything um, with the whole college thing and everything in the media. And I feel like after all of that, I'm... I'm A, just I feel like entirely different, but I don't have that same like, I don't even want to say connection with my audience, but I think because I took so much time off, it's like, I don't even remember what like it was like to be that invested in it. And I think I'm still struggling to figure that out. So I get it. Like I do understand being at this age where you kind of feel the pressure to figure it out and having no idea what the next best move is. I think some advice that I hold very close to my heart that's been given to me is just be patient with yourself. I know that's really difficult. I also know everybody's in different circumstances, but I think just remembering that like the key word in that question is as a young adult, we're still young and we have time. And um, last week's episode I had, or maybe it was a few weeks ago now, I had Katie Austin on and she was telling me a story about her dad where I think it was her dad. Yeah. He like figured out what he wanted to do at some crazy age, like way later in life, he like finally figured it out and went back to school. And you guys should listen to that episode if you haven't already. But um, I think just knowing that like you're on this path and it's not going to be the same and you got to not compare yourself to the people you see online or the people in your friend groups or 
other family members because everybody's on their own journey and you're going to figure it out at your own time. I think though, starting and actually actively doing stuff is a really good first step. I think if you're just sitting around hoping that things are just going to like fall into your lap and come your way, it's probably very rare that that will happen. I think you actually have to start and pursue something. And if you don't know what that is yet, that's okay. But trying different things, trying to find your passion, I think is really cool. Um, trying to make your passion into some sort of job that can create like a reliable income, I think is probably a good first step as well. But I think also taking a little pressure off yourself because you're young and you're going to figure it out and you're not going to be jobless forever, I promise. Um, so try to take a little pressure off yourself. I like this question a lot. It says, what's something people seem to misunderstand about you? I'm hesitant to talk about this type of stuff because I feel like every time I do, and this is not meant to sound arrogant because it's going to come across that way, but I don't mean it that way, I swear. But I feel like it ends up in the media anytime I talk about this quote unquote scandal. Um, but I think one thing people misunderstand is that they think that like, just unfazed by it, like never affected me, no problems. And I sit here sometimes and I'm like, hmm, I don't know how to convey to people that like this was the most like life changing, like wake up call ever. I also feel like people, a lot of people don't know like all the details and the ins and outs of like the real thing. So I think people hold a lot of anger towards me that maybe necessarily isn't entirely like supposed to be put on me. And I don't know how to say that without walking on eggshells, but, um, I think one day I will, or somebody hopefully in my family will cover what happened. Um, but I do think that it's a big misunderstanding that like, Oh, how dare you just move on with your life? And like, you don't care. And it's like, no, this, I think about this every day. It completely changed who I am. I, everything I do is like, that's in the back of my mind. Um, I feel awful. I feel terrible about it. And like me posting and trying to come back to social media, I always see the comments of like, oh, this girl, like she's just coming back again. And it's like, well, I have to live my life. And like, I, I know for myself that I'm not a terrible person. Like I want to go back out and do what I'm passionate about. But at the same time, I hate that people think that I'm just like, mm, I don't care. I'm moving on. Um, and like so much of the time, I feel like I'm not talking about like what I'm doing to give back or do certain things because I can already foresee those comments as like, oh, you're just doing this to talk about it. So I'd rather just do it privately and just know I'm doing it. And then who cares if people figure it out or not? Um, but I just, I think that's a big misunderstanding that people think that like, it doesn't affect me and I don't care. And I can just go back to my normal life because I can't even begin to explain like how much it has affected me and how much I just want to like make things better and I would do anything to go back in time and make this all go away like believe me um but I can't unfortunately and I think all of us at some point in our life have regrets and mistakes and we all wish we could go back in time and fix those things and I think what I'm trying to learn as I get a little bit older is being a little bit more forgiving of yourself and understanding that you know, just because one thing happens in your life, that doesn't mean you deserve to hate yourself for it, even though it's 
really hard not to sometimes, but I think just, um, I just want people to know, like me posting and me trying to move on and put a smile on my face isn't because I don't care. It's just because I, for my own mental, I just can't live in this for forever. Um, what keeps you motivated? Mm, I think what keeps me motivated is the people I surround myself with is something that's really important, which I'm just figuring out now in my life. But it's so true. It's like you kind of are who you surround yourself with. So if you're surrounding yourself with people that are um, maybe just on a different journey or path than you or just maybe doing certain things that like aren't benefiting you in or like not doing stuff for you but you know what I mean like if they're doing stuff and you're doing it with them and that's not benefiting you in your career life or your personal life or whatever it is I think that you could take a a step back and look kind of inward and see like okay like I love these people and I love this at a distance or this works for me in this time but like I also need to find people that are going to motivate me to you know really focus on my work or my health habits or whatever it is. Like, I think for me, it's um, like a perfect example I can give is one of my best friends, Natasha, who has been on the podcast before, has been on my YouTube. Um, But she and I have very similar careers, like just mindsets. I think we both like love the same things. And so it's, she's like a really great friend to have because she keeps me really motivated, whether it's like, she texted me this morning, yo, we're working out today. No questions. I'm like, okay, I kind of needed that because I, I didn't want to, you know what I mean? So I think it's people that are just like around you that like motivate you, I think is something that's really important. And also holding yourself accountable is obviously very important as well. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. 
if you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How to deal with friends never replying to you or not feeling valued by your friends? Um, I think that, well, A, I'm really sorry to hear that because that's not a good feeling. I also know what that feels like and it's like super painful. And I know what it feels like to just want people to like you and to feel like, oh my God, does this person find me annoying or am I like a bother to them? And I think it's, I wish I would even take my own advice sometimes, but it's easier said than done as well. But also remembering like if those people aren't valuing you as a person and who you are and you can't be your 100% authentic self in front of them and around them, like are those really good friends anyway? Like, do you want them? I think something that's also really important to learn as we get older is being okay with being alone, which is really hard and something that I'm still working through all the time. But it's, it's, it's so important to like, know that you can be on your own and that you enjoy your own company because at the end of the day, that's like your one constant, you will always have yourself. So I think that's crucial in life. Um, but in terms of that specific question, I would say, trying to find new friends is probably a good step. I also know that's really tricky because 
Like where, where do I meet new friends? How do I meet new friends? I don't have all the answers to everybody's like different situations and circumstances, but I know that for me in my experience with friendships, it's, it feels a lot better to remove the people that don't make me feel good. And then I'm always questioning, like, should I be around them? Is this annoying to them? Whatever. Like it feels so much better for me now to just be on my own. And I think as you focus on yourself and you remove those negative people from your life and you're focusing on your career and you're focusing on things that make you genuinely happy, like other things will fall into place. Um, but I know it can be so difficult. So I'm really sorry to hear that. Top five skincare products. Let's get into beauty. Okay. I think I have, hmm, it's hard to choose just five. I think for face wash, we'll start there. I saw this in an Alicia Keys skincare video and I've used it and it made my skin beautiful. It's called Osmosis. It's like a facial cleanser. It's gorgeous. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I think another skincare product I love is Super, Group, Super Goop's Glow Screen. If you don't like the way like glowy skin looks though, maybe not for you, but I love that. Um, okay, that's two. I think three would be, oh, the One One Skin Hydro Gel Moisturizer. It's a little bit expensive or a lot of bit expensive, but it is one of the best things I've ever used in my life. Four, I would say the One One Skin Eye Patches amazing. They feel so good. I love putting them in a beauty fridge. Oh, and five, this ice roller that you can get from Amazon and you stick it in your freezer and it's the best thing. And I highly recommend it. And if you're tired when you're waking up, boom, it wakes you up. If you're puffy, wakes you up. I had a laser appointment recently and you're not supposed to go in the sun if you laser, like laser hair removal. So don't do that if you didn't know that and you laser. But I was in the sun and the woman asked me, like, hey, have you been in the have you been in the sun? And I was like, no. Cause I really wanted her to do the laser appointment, but I shouldn't have done that. My whole skin on my face, like, cause I laser like uh, above my lip and like my sideburn area. And I completely broke out into like a bunch of little dots everywhere. And I was like, holy shit, this is karma. This is what you get for lying to the laser lady because you want to get the appointment out of the way. And they ask for a reason. Um, but I had this ice roller and I was just rolling it on my face, like constantly after, and it did wonders. So I think it has a lot of different purposes and good uses. And yeah, I would just 10 out of 10 recommend that. Will you do more collective and designer hauls in the future? I miss them so much. I actually think my next YouTube video is going to be a collective try on haul. I think I've decided recently for my YouTube because I've been feeling a little bit lost on like what to do on my channel. I feel like I go back and forth between vlogs that I love and then I'm like, no, the vlog's annoying. Like it just looks like I do nothing all day. And I think people don't realize I can keep filming doing nothing. It's like kind of my job. Like... I don't know. It's really bizarre, but, um, I think I kind of want to go back to like my OG YouTube videos, kind of like collective hauls. Like remember that one, if you guys are OG subscribers, you would remember I used to do like these blinging on a budget videos and I do all these like different jewelry collections that were like pretty inexpensive or like medium to, um, 
yeah, I'd say it's like moderately expensive, but nothing crazy. And I loved those videos. Um, I just did a get ready with me for my last one, which was really fun. I also think for me, something I'm noticing is, and something I want to just remind myself is like, it's so easy to get caught up and like start feeling kind of bad when I'm like, oh, my views used to be like this and now they're like this. And I forget that that's not why I started my YouTube at all. And that's not something that should keep me motivated. And it's like, I started my YouTube channel and I was posting every week, whatever I felt at the time was like what I liked and enjoyed to talk about. And, um, I would get one view or two views or I had 10 subscribers and I literally didn't care at all. And so I think that's a, something I need to get back to is just being like, you do this channel because you love it, not because you care about a number on a screen. And I think that's also a bigger message in general is just like, when we all die, what does it even mean? The number on the screen? Does it really mean anything at all? No. And that's so much easier to like say out loud and then, you know, harder to live by and really believe. But it's really true. Like if you do take a step back, basically with anything in life, I always think about this too, with like stress, if you're under so much stress and pressure, and I always felt this way in high school, if I was going to get like a bad test grade, or I didn't complete an assignment on time, I would get so anxious and so stressed about it. And I would always try and remind myself and I would always say this like grand scheme of life, like Am I going to be thinking about this in a few months down the line, a few years down the line? Probably not. And if I am, then like maybe you should figure that out and assess it, but probably not. So just constantly reminding yourself like grand scheme of life, I think is it's pretty important because it puts a lot into perspective. And also to think about like what you're really stressing about. Is it that big of a deal in comparison to like everything else we have going on in our world? Who knows? How have you changed during the pandemic? This is an interesting question. Um, how have I changed during the pandemic? I think that I've become way more antisocial, for starters. I think also what I've discovered is my body. Not that I'm old by any means. I'm still really young and I know that. But I feel like my body has aged so much. Like, I can only drink one day. You cannot catch me drinking two days in a row. I am not equipped for that. My body gives out on me. It hates me. I don't know what's happening. I also think hangovers, though, are genetics. And you can't convince me otherwise. Like, my brother gets the worst hangovers. I get the worst hangovers. And then all my best friends. No hangovers. Everybody's fine. So... I don't know. I think that's one thing I changed with is I can't rally and I don't like being as social. Um, but I also think that I've gotten a lot more comfortable being by myself. I think that I've learned. I really enjoy like my downtime. I really enjoy like treating myself in a way that's not materialistic by any means, but more so like self-care. I think that's something I've really prioritized in the pandemic, especially because in the beginning, that's like all there was to do was just stay home and like do a face mask. So, oh, I also discovered in the pandemic, I really love to cook and bake a lot. So yeah. How do I deal with my insecurities? It's ruining me day after day. And honestly, I am so tired. <sighs> I'm so sorry because that's just the worst feeling ever. I often feel like when I'm insecure too, I'm like the most depressed like anxious, like kind of just angry version of myself. So I know what that feels like and I know how tiring it can feel. 
A, I think you need to be a little bit easier on yourself. I need you to remind yourself that the insecurities you're focusing on, I can promise you nobody else is thinking twice about. Like I can actually promise you. We make this like story up in our head that everybody's watching us. And the truth is everybody's kind of selfish is what I've discovered in life. And not even if you're a good or a bad person, nothing. Everybody's just consumed with themselves. I think that's just how humans are born. And so you just need to remind yourself like somebody else next to you is probably focused on their insecurity rather than yours. I've never looked at somebody and been like, oof, this about them or like, I don't even think that before that I'm focusing on myself. You know what I mean? So I think that's a very important thing to remind yourself. I think if it's something that you can, I don't want to say fix or change, but if it's something you're insecure about that you're just letting yourself be insecure about, I think that it's important you start to figure out ways to, I don't know the right way to say this. I don't want to say do something about like it, because I think also I'm trying to be like sensitive with the way I word things. But I also think a lot of people feel these insecurities sometimes. And then we just, cause I'm guilty of it too. And then I just sit in them and I don't really try and do anything to like fix it or help myself. And so I think if it's something specific that you can do little things to start to help yourself a little bit, like try it. What What's there to lose? Like, um, And I think also if it's just so much in your head at this point and you're just constantly convincing yourself and building this insecurity in your head and it's becoming like monstrous, you need to talk to somebody about it. Like I often suggest therapy to all of my friends because I think that's like the one thing that's helped me astronomically in my life. And um, it sometimes just feels really good to talk things through, even if you think it sounds so dumb. It's really not because everybody's feelings are relative. Everybody's problems are relative. Like sometimes it's really good to just let it out and have somebody listening to you. It's a really good feeling. And I also think that sometimes we go to like our friends or our moms or our dads or our siblings and you want like a certain response from them. And if they don't give it to you, it can be really heartbreaking and you keep going back for this advice and it's like not the advice you want to hear, but you keep doing it because it's like, well, they're my family or that's my best friend. Like I want to tell them. But I think what I've learned with therapy is that some things are better to just talk to somebody else about that doesn't really have like such a close relationship with you or it doesn't have like a biased opinion on something in your life. Um, Sorry, that was kind of about insecurities. And then I kind of took it somewhere else after I started talking about therapy because I could talk about therapy for hours. But I think it's just important to let somebody hear you and to feel like your feelings are really validated because that's a real thing. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I'm going to answer two more questions and then I'm going to bounce so I don't bore you guys too much. How to get over your first heartbreak. I won't even ramble, just time. Just give yourself time. That's like the key. Okay, 
Last question. Ever have days where you don't work out, clean, or do anything really? I've been feeling super low lately. I think I've seen a bunch of different questions like phrased differently um, from this. So I think it's very relatable. And my answer is, yeah, of course. I think sometimes it's really hard to get up and motivate yourself. I think something that somebody once told me, which is a really good tip, and I think helps me get out of bed without feeling so lazy and then entering like a YouTube or TikTok hole and then I'm stuck there and then I'm really unmotivated is not checking your phone when you wake up. None of that is literally waking up and going straight into the shower. Like just getting up, walking your shower, starting your day. Don't even look at your phone. I think that's so important. I also think in terms of cleaning, if you can clean a little bit every day, instead of letting things pile up and then you're like, oh, shit, now I have to clean everything and it looks like super overwhelming. That's a really good start too, is like little by little. And like, if you make yourself breakfast, just clean it up right away. Don't leave it in the sink and then wait for lunch to leave in the sink and then dinner, leave it in the sink and then put it all away at night. Like, that's just annoying. Just throw your plate in the dishwasher, do a little hand wash if you don't have a dishwasher and carry on. I think little things like that are helpful and will motivate you to... um want to keep things clean as well in terms of working out sometimes I don't feel like it at all but I know that it's important to like move my body not even physically but well physically too but especially mentally so if you want to go for a walk a nice long walk that's always really nice outside if you want to turn on like a no equipment 15 minute Pilates that you can just do on your floor while you watch some tv like that counts too so I think it's just starting to do little things to make yourself feel okay like I did that that's progress. And then the more you start to do things like that, it's going to start to change and you're going to start getting a little bit control back and you're going to feel a lot better, at least in my experience. And I really hope that works for you. Um, okay. Well, I feel like this was long enough and I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast and that I didn't completely bore you because I didn't have a guest. And I know that's not super normal for this, um, show, but I want to say thank you so much for listening and I hope this helped somebody out there in the world. Um, please make sure to message me on Instagram. I love hearing your guys' feedback and thoughts on this podcast so much. And please make sure to send me suggestions of people you really want to hear on because that helps me a ton. And with all that being said, I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. 
every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.